Welcome to Another Day Above Ground, a show for, by, and about baby boomers. It's the podcast for people who have no idea how to download a podcast. And now, here's your host, Dale Irvin. Well, thank you very much, Farad, and welcome to all of our baby boomers out there ready for another lesson in baby boomery. And I just made that word up, so I, 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 I don't know really where it came from. You've reached another day above ground, the uh, podcast for baby boomers. I'm here. I'm Dale Irvin. I'm here with my two partners today. First of all, from the uh, great state of Indiana, please welcome the Aristotle of comedy, Tim Slagle. Word is former Chicago Mayor Rahm Emanuel wants to be the ambassador to Japan so that for once in his life he can feel tall. and joining us from the mile high city of denver colorado welcome carolyn strauss and it's november and it's cold and there's pumpkin spice everywhere and um i have a joke why do pumpkins sit on the porch I don't know, Carolyn. Why do pumpkins sit on the porch? Because they don't have any hands to knock to get in. Okay, okay. okay do you want to start this one over? <laughs> <laughs> you guys, you're not helping me. You're the comedians. I'm just the voice of reason. Apparently, well, we're not helping the voice you by humor. saying don't do comedy. That's how we're helping you, really. <laughs> I, I, I would probably be laughing really hard if I was eight. Hey, someday we'll regress to that. Just hold on to this recording. And then the older you get, Tim, the funnier this will get. Meanwhile, the pumpkin says, I rang the doorbell, didn't I? There's the FCC calling in. See, exactly. Yeah. It's the pumpkin council who's suing us because you know, how can you make fun of deformed pumpkins like that? Well, we just uh, yeah, we just had Halloween. We had all the little trick or treaters. I got rid of all the stuff I had in my garage. It's fun seeing them lug that crap away. <laughs> what do I want with this broken rake? I don't know. Give it to your dad. But um, we have got uh, we've got a show for you today, which really just brings out comedy. And well, and Carolyn, and um, it's just uh, you know we we uh, decided to talk today to one of our uh, our favorite comics, a guy who uh, started out with Tim and I. He's still doing it. He's not only a comedian; he's now a uh, a show writer. He's also a podcast, not a podcaster, but a radio uh, personality. And we're just going to talk about uh, talk about comedy. Please welcome Mr. Ken Severa. Hi, you guys. How are you? We're we're doing just fine, Ken, and and you. Uh, things couldn't be better. Yeah. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I I love the uh, Edmund Fitzgerald motif in the background. Yeah. Um, <laughs> listening instead of watching, Tim's background is a, a shot of the uh, the Edmund Fitzgerald. The yeah. Big, uh, that went down in Lake Superior. I believe it's starting to list a little bit, <laughs> if I'm not mistaken. It was blamed on the gales of November. That's why. That's right. That's right. That's and you, you seasonal. Gail, Karen, call her whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 uh. Sorry, uh, no, there's the comedy police on that one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we told you no more of her. <laughs> <laughs> and Ken, did, 
didn't you uh, didn't you meet actually Edmund or not Edmund Fitzgerald, but the guy that sang it? Uh, Gordon Lightfoot was Gordon on with Lightfoot. me on Z92, a radio station in uh, Omaha, Nebraska. And it was the Todd and Tyler show, and I was on with him. And Todd and Tyler asked me to sing the ballad of the Edmund Fitzgerald as Harry Carey. And uh, Gordon Lightfoot was not amused. <laughs> how, how did there that, was a lot of how did that go? How did that go, Ken? From well, Bob Harry Carey is, for, for those of you not familiar, Harry yes. Carey's a legendary broadcaster for both yes. the White Sox, the Cubs, also St. Louis Cardinals. And, and for and one year, the Sox. Oakland A's. Oh, that's right. That. One year, the Oakland A's. So it would have style. Ken sounds just like him. So what would that song have sounded like by Harry Carey? From the big light they call Get She Goomy. Hey, that sucker's going down. <laughs> <laughs> so long, everybody. <laughs> <laughs> and how much did you have to pay Gordon Lightfoot in damages? You know, uh, yeah, that was, uh, he was not happy with this. And uh, it, there was about a half an hour of silence on the other end so yeah so <laughs> actually it was probably him playing the song because if that song lasts like a half hour i think it does yeah <laughs> i i really think it does and the drum solo in the middle is really weird so <laughs> uh, the uh, you, you've been on radio for quite a while what's the uh, who's the most famous person you've met on radio do you know i think uh oh geez i i uh that's a good question. Tom Dreesen was on the show. Uh, we had Bill Curtis on the show. We had uh, Dale Irvin on the show. We had Tim Slagle on the show. <laughs> Carolyn, I didn't have you on the show because I didn't know you at the time. See, I asked that question because I was on Tim's show and he asked me that. And I, I, I just think I Same thing. Out. Same thing. I, I would have to think about it. I'd have to go back and, and uh, get that everybody and get all the lineups but we had some great people on there but i i've worked with with uh, bob dole i've worked with al gore i've worked right. with queen noor uh, barbara <laughs> bush and all i could come up with on the spot was ed mcmahon <laughs> <laughs> you were thinking about somebody bringing checks to your house it was all about the money <laughs> well you also met uh limbaugh and you met uh on, on the show that you did out of new york right oh yeah yeah we met a lot of rush limbaugh when he was just starting out yeah all the checks that are brought to D dale's house now are eastern european <laughs> With, with rugs under their arms. <laughs> <laughs> so, Ken, tell us about uh, tell us about this new show you're working on. Well, first of all, tell us about comedy. You're still uh, booking uh, uh, comics and stuff. What? Yeah. How's it changed since you know, we started in the '80s? Dale, um, I, first of all, there aren't anywhere near as many clubs for young comics to get their starts in. You know, they do have some breakout clubs in Chicago where you can go and do, you know, five minutes a night. It's actually come completely full circle from where it was in the 70s, because when we started, there were no comedy clubs. There were no, I mean, you had maybe Playboy and Mr. Kelly's was doing comedy, but you had to be an established act already to get into that place. So um, there were no places for comics to work out. And in about 19... I'd say 72, Tom Dreesen started a club uh, called Le Pub uh, in downtown Chicago where comics could go and try out new material. 
Uh, he had been to New York and he had seen the New York comedy scene and he was thinking all the time, hey, Chicago doesn't have anything like that. So when he came back, he went over to Henry Morton, who owned the Club La Pub, and he said, listen, would you be willing to take a Monday night and to have new comics uh, come in and, and do material? Henry said yes, and La Pub was born. Shortly after that, uh, the Maroon Raccoon started in Chicago, and then you had clubs like all of a sudden, Zanies popped up out of nowhere, and um, and the Chicago comedy scene was starting to experience the comedy boom, and it was a very exciting time to be part of that, you know. But what about now? What what I mean? What are, I don't even know what the new comics are covering in their material. You know, Dale, uh, yeah, right, exactly. And and there are no not a lot of punchlines. You know, um, we were able. See, I'm a new comic. <laughs> You know what? You know what's kind. Of, what's kind of interesting is you can kind of tell. You can kind of tell where where the state of uh, uh, comedy is by by the comedian's material. Yeah. It is is when I was just first starting, it was all about uh, airline food, yeah. and then uh, and then as it went on a little while, it was uh, the, all the jokes were about driving in your car, and yes. then and, and, and then the jokes have... then the jokes became driving a crappy car. Yeah. <laughs> the kids today talk about uh, getting caught masturbating by mom. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Because they're never going to leave the house. Right. Yeah. They could be 50, you know. So, yeah. You know. So, but it, it, it's funny because with political correctness, um, there has been a. Um, it's not funny. Comedy's not funny anymore. Tom Dreesen was told by Mort Saul, remember, Tom, when doing comedy, they're wrong. And Dreesen said, who's wrong? And Mort Saul said, everybody. And so you're not able to do this anymore. Comedy is rebellion. Yeah. And the very people who once, these are the very people that when they were kids, they didn't trust Big Brother. Now they are Big Brother. Mm -hmm. And they're a bigger and more ominous brother than the people that they feared. So can I ask the three of you something? You guys are all professional comedians. What do you think about what's happening now with the Dave Chappelle show on Netflix, where it's been either banned or shut down or something because he said stuff was controversial? Right. Isn't, isn't the point of comedy, first of all, Anybody who doesn't have an off button on their television should right. read the manual, right? right? You don't have to watch that channel. You don't have to watch that show. And then to censor somebody because they said something that was humorous to some people, if you don't find them funny, don't watch. So what do you guys think about what's happening with that? I thought, it was, I thought it was very funny that they walked out for about an hour because yep. Netflix – Good benefits, you know. <laughs> we right we don't want to be we don't want transgender people to be insulted, but boy, the pay's good here. <laughs> yeah, a walk out for an hour is called lunch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. <laughs> you know, Lenny Bruce somewhere is turning in his grave. You know, because there is nothing new. And, you know, as they say, and so if you just flash back a few decades, you had the same problem with Lenny Bruce. 
that he was saying outrageous things that people were getting upset over, you know. And he and went then, to jail for. That's exactly right. That's exactly right. So there's a danger here. And, and the danger is <laughs> we've lost our freedom of expression. And, and so Chappelle, I love Chappelle. I, I, I just love everything he does. And uh, the guy had the right to say what he said. And if these people, like you guys said, aren't happy about it, change the damn channel. You don't have to support them. It's uh, somebody, a friend of mine said that uh, comedy has always been poking fun at the omnipresent moral busybodies. And he says yeah. what, what the left is having a hard time coming to terms with is today they are the omnipresent moral <laughs> busybodies. Yeah, that's bodies. exactly right. That's exactly right. You know, and, and so these are the people who didn't trust anyone over 30 and they didn't trust the establishment. And now they are the establishment. And look at what they're giving us, censorship. You know, so it's, it's, it's a frightening proposition going forward that, so Dale, you're asking about the comedy business. Uh, the last time I had worked Zanies, I did the third show in front of a lot of pissed off socialist kids who are, as I said, never leaving their parents' house. They were not waiting to laugh. They, they sat there with crossed arms and they were waiting for you to offend them, which is why Seinfeld said, I will never do another show at a college because yeah. political yeah. correctness has absolutely destroyed it. Well, I was talking to Rich Scheidner and, and uh, he, he kind of pointed something out to me. He goes, what's a 70 year old man doing working colleges anyway? Well, right. <laughs> I mean, well, right. God, he shouldn't you know, be doing colleges. <laughs> but, but the bottom line is, the point was well taken that sure. you 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 can't make these kids laugh. They're being indoctrinated. They're not being taught anymore. You know, they they, they can't add, but they know all about global warming. You know, and and there's a problem there. A good uh, a, a, a good benchmark is that uh, that we are now we now just finished the third summer in a row without a hit comedy movie. Yeah. Can you can you remember a summer before that that, that didn't have one breakout movie that everyone no. watched? It was just the no. most funniest movie that they've ever seen. No, it's a great point. Tim. Three years. That, now. that is a great point, and, and and right, and even the comedy movies that you do see aren't funny anymore. I don't think The Hangover could be made right now. No. Think about the original Hangover no. movie. Hey, they I'm... wouldn't make it, and it made millions of dollars. And I mean, I never, I, I never enjoyed it, but y you know, I'm female, so. <laughs> <laughs> For those of you listening who weren't sure, <laughs> <laughs> sometimes I'm not sure, Dale. <laughs> well, we'll try, Carolyn. Try Blazing Saddles. Well, best movie well, ever made. The most hysterical movie, line per line, ever created, and it and it would never have made the light of day right now. Yeah, yeah. You know, see, I like to encourage the kids, though. You know, the one, the, the, you know, the, we may not understand them, but I, you know, I encourage them. Let's go, Brandon. Come on, buddy. Let's go. <laughs> My sweatshirt's in the mail. <laughs> NPR, NPR today, NPR today, finally explained to its uh, uh, listeners what that meant. <laughs> it, that joke has been going on for two weeks, and the NPR audience still didn't know. <laughs> well, first, Tim, you have to wake up. 
you know. Carolyn doesn't know. You still don't know? Oh, Carolyn. She's <laughs> nodding since she doesn't know what that means. <laughs> I, I don't. Just watch. <laughs> You'll find out. Just watch any college. Let's go, Brandon. See, that's, part of, the, that's part of the problem right there, I think. Look how, look how information is siloed today. Yeah, is, yeah, is, that, right. is that for, for us, that joke is hack by now, and Carolyn has no idea what that joke is. Well, and, I would and suggest I think, to Carolyn that, uh, Carolyn that she watches any college football game. <laughs> 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 yeah. Or NASCAR. No, no, but, 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 but aside okay, from that. That's, aside... Why I don't get, that's why I don't get it. No, I have never watched a college football game or a NASCAR race. All right. No, All no, right. but aside from that, aside from that, even, you know, even other things, when we were growing up, there were, there were, there were touchstones that you when somebody sang the uh, did a parody of the song to gilligan's island everybody knew the theme song to gilligan's island everybody knew the plot of gilligan's island now you know sing the sing the theme song of dairy girls and you're only gonna you're only gonna connect with three percent of the audience maybe but but news is being you know news is being separated right now so there's the news of the left and the news of the right but 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 my point is can everything is yes that's exactly right it's, we uh, 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 television is all segregated music you know there was a time when the when everybody knew the top 40 everyone could sing all 40 songs that were currently in rotation right. in the top 40 that's right i don't know what the top 40 songs are and i think i think uh, even young people don't know because you know some people are into emo, some people are into hard rock, some people yeah. are into metal. Some you know it's it's so segmented now. Everyone and, is. and isn't it funny? The civil rights movement has worked to bring everyone together. Okay, and now even in comedy, there's black clubs and there are white clubs. If those were fountains, there'd be some real shit going on. But, but, you know, the, even comedy has now separated into two strains of comedy. There's urban comedy and there's white comedy. Uh, Shouldn't it be like comedy's it, funny? It's always, and, it's always been that way, though, Ken. There's always been there's always been the Chitlin circuit. I mean, even that, even right, even when I, Zanies was at, at its peak, there was all jokes aside it, on it, the South Side. Exactly. It, but my point is, is that you know, society's been working to bring people together for such a long time, and there's still a gigantic split. So you wonder how effective all of this thinking has been. You know, um, I don't know. Uh, that's interesting because I, you know, I spent 20 years, my my most formative years in New York City, and the only thing I thought that the distinction was there were people who performed at the Apollo and people who didn't, right. and that was it. That right. was the only, to me, that was the only yeah. differentiator. But yeah. other comedy clubs now are more like that. What more segregated? I, yeah, in Chicago. Wow, it, it's well, it's always it's always been that way though. I think you're right in a lot of respects. Yeah, it always has been. But I see, think there's even like an Asian club out there, House of Rats, <laughs> which is supposed. The to problem be is after place. you hear that comedy, an hour later you need more. <laughs> <laughs> okay, you, you okay, give her the bell. Give, give her the bell. Give her the bell on that one. <laughs> 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 that was actually damn funny. Yeah, that exactly. Was, and the timing was right in there. It was beautiful. <laughs> beautiful. I, I cite that as progress, gentlemen. <laughs> oh, yeah, she's in training. <laughs> I had to redeem myself somehow. Or they're going to kick me out. The boys are 
They're going to vote me off the island. They're going to vote me off Gilligan's Island very soon. Well, you redeemed yourself on that one, Ginger. You're all right. <laughs> that is a question, Ken. Am I a Ginger or a Marianne? I think you could be a Ginger to me. Aw, thank, so, thank you, darling. That, the Edmund Fitzgerald is... It's beginning to go. The lifeboats are coming <laughs> over the side. People are jumping in. You know it's, what? It's really... You know what? Uh, uh, it went down so Gordon Lightfoot's career could stay up. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have any other songs that people know? Uh, let me see. Uh, sundown, you better take yeah. care. If okay. I, oh, yeah. That one, yeah. Good. Yeah. You know, you know, you, you, you know the sad part is, is there really was uh, somebody named Edmund Fitzgerald, and he was honored. Nobody knows who. I have no idea who Edmund Fitzgerald F. was. Scott's little brother, maybe. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Wow. Two. Two. She's on the roll. It's her first comedy role. And, and no, actually, the guy was decapitated. He was broken in half. <laughs> <laughs> Terrible accident. <laughs> So anyhow, Ken, tell us about this show that you're doing about uh, for for baby boomers, essentially, because uh, you, you other than being a baby boomer, so are your uh, so are your partners in this show. So so tell us a little bit about what you're working on. Yeah, we have a, a new podcast coming out. It's called the Tripod. Three guys from Chicago doing a podcast, and it Dale is did one that like that all all solo. Really, <laughs> on the beach. <laughs> 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 but it's, we're all excited about it. It's a, it's a brand new show that we're going to be uh, uh, putting out very soon. And uh, the, my partners in the um, uh, this little venture of ours is Ed Kerfin from WJOL Radio and a guy named Mark Manizzo, who has been a, a longtime friend of mine. And um, uh, we're, uh, we're going to put this out. Our first guest is going to be Tom Dreesen, uh, comedian, and uh, my first matter in show business. He got, he's the guy who uh, started my partner and I in comedy and introduced us to the college circuit and the Playboy circuit. And we were the second youngest act in the history of the Playboy clubs. The first youngest was Alan The Burstein. bunnies. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, but it's going to be a real fun show. And, and, and like you guys, you know, the chemistry's real good on this show. So, uh, um, yeah, we're looking for? forward. To it. Who is your audience? I think it's a diverse audience. I, he's looking for. I, you know, I I I don't put any demographics on the crowd. Whoever wants to show up shows up. I you know obviously our target audience is going to be the boomers, but we're hoping that this is broad enough to where everybody uh, joins in. You know. Okay, so, so even we'll trans see. people. Yeah, sure, whatever. And which of the three of you is bringing the female perspective? Uh, well, I will on Saturday nights. Good. If after I put a couple the heels drinks, on, you know, it's not something I want to encourage talking about here. <laughs> it's kind of a private thing, but nonetheless, what you wear in your own house is really... you know is is my damn business, and it stays here. Believe me. I should hope so. <laughs> yeah. Now, are you still working on that theater piece? Yes. We have a very interesting and fun show coming out. We're working with um, Tim. Uh, 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 hold on a second. Vince Morano, uh, my good friend, 
And also we have Larry Reed. And uh, Larry, uh, Uncle Lair, has been a comedian for years in the city of Chicago, as has Vince. And uh, we're, we're, this has been unbelievable. So we start this thing out rehearsing it two and a half years ago. And then, uh, unfortunately, Larry's wife passed away uh, on Christmas Day. Uh, which was horrible. That was a horrible thing. And then Boy, that'll that took, make you Jewish. Well, thank you. <laughs> and and then the next thing that happens is COVID hits. Now we continue to rehearse the show all through COVID. Now we get it booked into a theater, okay, and we're ready to go. And a water main absolutely explodes. And this was obviously a large boom. And now we're waiting for the theater to reopen and it's probably not going to see the light of day until next year. The universe is very specific it, it about really what is. it wants to have happen and doesn't want to have happen. I, 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 right. I There's don't know how many here, more Ken. times we have to be told. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Be, so. yeah. be careful. <laughs> are you sure that wasn't? So. A, are you sure that wasn't an Atlanta election, uh, Watermain? <laughs> <laughs> Good point. Good point. They, yeah. Maybe maybe they saw the preview. <laughs> <laughs> now, what's the uh, what's the name of the show, Ken? The, the name of the show is Geezer Coffee, and it's about all these guys. Because on the road, I saw them. Everywhere I went, they were like a franchise. Everywhere I'd go, there's this group of guys sitting there telling lies, solving the world's problems, speaking about unbelievable subjects, their wives, politics, whatever it is. And they're there every Sunday. They have their own tables, for God's sake. And the more I was on the road, the more I go, wow, these guys are everywhere. So we sat there, and they, they also call them, they refer to them as... Romeos, real old men eating out. And so look at Carolyn's face. She's dying to she's dying to jump on that open setup. <laughs> so a friend of ours, and they're and they're all ages actually. They're from you know 45 to 95. And and so, but I, I always cracked up that these guys are in every cafe. In America, and they meet every Sunday. It, it's they're just there, and you walk into any place, look around, you'll see them. And and when they're not there, they're at the bar at the VFW Hall. <laughs> same guy talking no, about. Same I same think stuff. that's actually. I think that's actually two different groups, Dale. <laughs> really? Yeah, the guys at the VFW Hall don't get up in time. Don't get up until McDonald's stops serving breakfast. <laughs> <laughs> That's where they go after the coffee. <laughs> right, enough with this place. Let's move on. But I, but I think this show is funny, and and we've basically taken our three acts and made them conversational. And uh, if this thing ever gets off the ground, we'll see we'll see if it if it works. We did a live reading in St. Charles. At the Zanies just before it closed. No jokes here, please. Uh -huh. <laughs> another <Again>. water, another <laughs> water main. <laughs> I can see you guys already working it, you know. And uh, but anyway, um, we we did it, and the show got an enormous response, even more than we were prepared for, actually. So we think that it's it's going to be successful. We just have to get it out there.
that's great. I got one more question for you, and sure. that is, uh, you know, what advice would you have for newcoming comics? Not necessarily kids coming up, but, yeah. you know, boomers who want to give it a shot. What advice would you have? Get a stock account first. And then, you know, know, play that market, baby. You know, get in and invest and make a lot of money because the the fear is at this point in time, um, comedy is disjointed. And there aren't the clubs that we had where we could go on the road for 37 weeks a year, which is what I was doing, to make an actual living. Now you're saying, well... You're right back to 19 in the 1970s where people were saying, hey, if you work here, we'll pay you $25. Well, you know, that home in, uh, you know, Brentwood isn't going to be existing on $25 <laughs> of, uh, of pay. And Dale, you're always a guy who, you know, I know from talking to you, you've always understood that, that I don't, um, in, in a, I think it was an article in the 80s, Johnny Carson in Rolling Stone said the only way you can exist in show business is to have quote unquote F you money. So that way when the guy calls you with the gig you never wanted in the first place, F you, you know. And and so I always understood that from the very beginnings that this is a game that that can take advantage of you if you're not financially prepared. And then when you are financially prepared, you can tell the game to go screw itself, basically. And, and also, you, uh, if you stick to having one wife, that helps you. <laughs> <laughs> that helps you. <laughs> That's the lesson Carson did. <laughs> but, but, he didn't have to. He had enough FU money to have as many wives as he wanted. That's exactly right. And that's what you've got to do. But no, know, it, no, no, have you seen his wives? He had F me money. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? I would have broken that Joanne thing. You know, I, I think that when you're 0 for 3 with Joannes, maybe you ought to try uh, a Regina or someone. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> <laughs> you to make that shift, you know. But I, I would say, I would say that it, it's very difficult honing out a career in comedy right now because where are you going to work? You, you need the showcase clubs, and there aren't enough of them. And then to get to the Zanies and the two clubs that are left in Chicago, and you're just not going to make a living like that anymore. Yeah, it's 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 tough. I asked a guy you know, a couple of years ago, oh, what's a good way to break into radio? Uh-huh. He said, start your own show. Yeah, that's right. So we did there it. There you go. There you go. Radio. See? So, you know. There's a lot of different avenues. Anyhow, Ken, this has been a, a wonderful time. The time has actually uh, flown by, and uh, we really uh, appreciate you. Do you have anything that you'd like to plug that's coming up in the next uh, you know, six months? Uh, yeah, geezer coffee whenever. <laughs> by the time it opens, we'll all be senile anyways. So, you know, <laughs> uh, geezer there, coffee, <laughs> uh, keep an eye out for the tripod, tripod, and uh, we're going to be uh, releasing that very soon. And uh, and if you uh, have a night off and you live in Illinois, come out to the Lockport Moose once a month and see some great comedy. And we have two new clubs coming online. So I'll be talking to all you guys about that. So cool. And the Lockport Moose, of course, his name is Bullwinkle. So, <laughs> as we have to... <laughs> Ken Savera, thank you so hey, very guys, much for thanks. joining us. It's, it's been fast. a treat. We're bringing, uh, bringing people up to date on the world of comedy. Thanks, you guys. <laughs> 
Well, that pretty much wraps it up for this week. And uh, Carolyn, any uh, any farewell words to say to the folks? Yep, I'm quitting while I'm ahead. It's all good. How about you, Tim? Hey, uh, check out my TV show if you're in the Illinois area. Stand up, sit down on channel 59.3 every Friday and Saturday night. And uh, and don't forget, I don't know when this uh, show will be up, but if you haven't by the time it is, please adjust your clocks back an hour. <laughs> <laughs> or if you're a rebel, you can adjust them ahead 23 hours. Or just wait six months. Exactly, and not just them at all. That's it for, a, uh, for another show. Thank you all for joining us. Go out and enjoy the rest of your day because it is another day above ground. And that's it for another day above ground. For Dale, Tim, and Carolyn, I'm Farad Muhammad. Thanks for listening. <laughs>